Hello, you are listening to an episode of Trade Talks, a podcast about the economics of trade policy. I'm Samaya Keynes, the US Economics and Trade Editor for The Economist. And I'm Chad Bown, a senior fellow with the Peterson Institute for International Economics. This episode is about what Chad and I have been doing this week. And so that means there's going to be a little bit of talk about tariffs. And some about everyone just kind of being a bit freaked out about the global economy. First of all, I'm going to interview Chad, and then Chad is going to interview me. But first, a brief summary for those of you that haven't been pinned to Twitter over the past past few weeks. Uh, so on August 1st, President Donald Trump announced that there would be a 10% tariff on $300 billion worth of Chinese imports from September 1st. That gave a month before tariffs on, on a lot of consumer goods would start to be hit. Then on August 13th, I received a press release in my inbox alerting me to the fact that some of the $300 billion of products would be hit on September the 1st, but a good chunk of them would actually be hit on December the 15th. Chad has been crunching the numbers. How much was postponed till December the 15th? Okay, so I'm going to refer to specific numbers, and we have to first get in our heads that it's not actually $300 billion worth of imports when you look at the data. It turns out it's about $272 billion worth of products, and it's split into two separate lists. And so there, the $272 billion refers to the value of those imports in 2018. That's right. And so we've got these two lists. The first list, the the tariffs that are going to go on September 1st, that's covering 112 or so billion dollars. And the second list, the one that's been delayed until December 15th, is $160 billion worth of imports. The one that's been delayed is essentially a lot of products that Americans buy for the holiday season. These are products like toys, video game consoles, a lot of consumer electronics, the iPhone, the smartwatches, everything that is under your Christmas tree or under the menorah, depending on what holiday you celebrate, these are the products that have been delayed until December 15th. So what's really interesting is when you look at the monthly imports of all the products on the $160 billion list, the one that's going on in in December, there's a massive spike every year that these products tend to come in in October. And so that's basically when they have to clear customs, when they show up at the docks, when they're going to have to actually pay the tariffs. And you need that time to to get them from the docks to store shelves. Yeah. You know, the big shopping days in the United States for the, the, the Christmas holiday season in particular are what are referred to Black Friday. And so this is the Friday after the Thanksgiving holiday, which is in November, and then Cyber Monday, the following Monday after that. So really late in November is when these products are typically bought by the American consumer. And so that's the that's the December 15th list. But when you look at the seasonality patterns, there's actually a bit of seasonality to the September 1st list as well. And so a number of products on that list are things like clothes shoes, things that Americans typically buy for back-to-school shopping or maybe back-to-work back to shopping if, if you are taking, a, taking up a new job, say. And when you look in the data on those products, the typical import surge for them comes in the month of August. So by not imposing these tariffs until September 1st, once again, they're going to miss the big uptick in imports of, of those products that are coming in then. I think one of the main takes you're seeing out there on you know, the social media, the, the, the take platforms, is that this really is an admission that these tariffs could be 
being born by American importers. You wouldn't delay if you if you thought that the Chinese were just going to to suck everything up. There is a concern about about the burden on American businesses importing products, and then and ultimately the the American consumer. I think that's right. When you look at the tariffs that the Trump administration had imposed so far in 2018 and 2019, the $250 billion worth of of imports from China, most of those were on intermediate inputs. And there, those are companies buying those inputs, and they may have wiggle room to, you know, not always pass along the, the incidents, the costs of those tariffs to the end consumer. They may suck it up and accept fewer profits. They may change how they use inputs. They may pay their workers less. But this time around, these new tariffs that are going on in September and December are focused primarily on consumer goods. And there, I think there's much less wiggle room for companies to be able to do anything different aside from just pass on those higher prices to the end consumer. Yeah, I think this is a big test of just how nimble some of these these big multinational companies are. I think we've been hearing reports of some big companies making contingency plans to see if they can move production to to Vietnam, other bits of Asia, maybe Mexico. Uh, so it's possible that given this extra time, they will manage to shift things around, and then and then perhaps the the American consumer won't uh, see an increase in prices that is equivalent to to the value of the tariffs. Let's talk briefly about the the products that are actually being pulled off the list or not going to face tariffs on either September 1st or December 15th. My favorite product on that list is containers. So those giant containers that uh, get put onto ships from China, they come to the United States with all this trade in them, the ones that are now going to be empty because there's not going to be trade anymore. Those are still not going to get hit with tariffs. Those are still tariff-free. So we like trade, just not the stuff being traded Something like that, yeah. Also not going to be hit with tariffs are Bibles. Can't think why they chose that one. Cod and children's safety seats. So the USTR announcement did mention something about national security. I'm hoping uh, that they had the nation's children in mind when they pulled those products off the list. Okay, so so how should we think about this? What's your What's your big takeaway? My big takeaway from this, whereas a lot of the coverage has been about the delay of these tariffs and especially the tariffs uh, on $160 billion worth of imports until the middle of December, the bigger takeaway is these tariffs are coming. By the middle of December, we will now have tariffs of at least 10% on basically everything the United States imports from China. Over a very short period of time, President Trump will have doubled that share from 50% to to nearly everything. And it doesn't look like these things are going away anytime soon. There's no signs that the administration is making progress in its negotiations with China. And so there really is this bigger long-term worry about the potential for the U.S. and the Chinese economies to become decoupled from one another, to be increasingly separated from one another economically through severing these trade linkages. You're a real glass half empty kind of guy, aren't you? I, I really am. Okay, Glass Half Full, co-host of Trade Talks. What did you do this week? Oh, I had a great week. Thank you for asking. Um, yeah, so so um, the the global economy is not having a great time right now. Um, so the, the timing went uh, all very inconveniently timed for when I was actually having to write things and file things, um, that there was this delay announced on Monday. Uh, the stock market kind of was quite happy about that. The the S&P 500 went up a bit. Great. But then the following morning, things kind of went downhill. So we had some bad data releases come out of Germany, come out of China. 
um, the stock market was like, oh no, we're not we're not feeling so great about that anymore. Uh, stock market goes down again, and then the thing that everyone's really worried about, which is something called the yield curve, or basically the the difference in bond yields from short-term and long-term debt, that basically started moving in the wrong direction. In general, that just means that investors are really scared. They're worried that a recession might be due. Okay, so worrying signs from the U.S. economy, from the global economy. What did you end up writing about this week, though? So there's a narrative out there that that a lot of this global turmoil is being driven by these trade tensions, is being driven by the tariffs. And so I was trying to look at the data, look at the evidence and see how much of the the weakness, the fear in, in the American economy was plausibly being driven by these tariffs. And it's obviously a really, really hard question to answer just because the American economy is big and there's a lot of stuff that's all going on at the same time. But Essentially, these these tariffs are, are, are big in trade terms, but in terms of the massive, massive U.S. economy, they're just they're just not that big. Uh, if you look at the numbers so far, it's just not big enough to be able to plausibly, on its own, mechanically drive the U.S. into recession. There was one estimate that I think was. Uh, compiled by by Goldman Sachs that found that the the tax increases announced so far, the, the tariff increases announced so far, amounted to only around a fifth of the tax cuts as part of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017. That doesn't mean, though, that it might not have a big effect overall. And that's because of a few other ways that all this trade war uncertainty could could be affecting real things in the US economy. So what are then some other channels through which these negative effects might affect the U.S. economy. So one thing that we've obviously talked about on Trade Talks a lot before is this uncertainty channel. So it's possible that with each new tariff announcement, businesses become more scared about the future. It could encourage them to hold off on investment. Basically, the uncertainty increases the value of them waiting. They think, oh, we're just going to wait and see and hope this all dies down before we choose where to make these lumpy investments that that they might not be able to reverse very easily. That's one channel. The other channel is that a new tariff announcement could just make businesses much more gloomy about the future. Um, They could worry about the wider effects of the economy, they could worry that there won't be demand for their products, uh, and that could that could encourage them to cancel an investment, maybe. So there's a third effect, which is even fuzzier than the first two, which is this effect on investment through this thing called financial conditions. And basically, the idea is that with all this tariff uncertainty, that could make the financial conditions for investment more hostile. So, for example, it might create fear in the stock market. That could that could make consumers feel less wealthy. Maybe they spend less, and that feeds back into, into firms' investment decisions. When financial analysts look at the impact of all these trade announcements on financial conditions, there does seem to be this this um, this connection in that these tariff announcements are worsening financial conditions. And so the, the question is, over a long period of time, could all these announcements be be squeezing investment that way? So what's the best evidence that we actually have on, on these channels right now? There does seem to be evidence that these tariff announcements, the rise in trade policy uncertainty is associated with businesses getting less confident about the future. 
I think the, the single best evidence we have is, is a survey that the Atlanta Fed uh, ran, which actually asked businesses how much they were cutting back on investment because of the trade tensions. They added up all the numbers and they found that it was depressing investment by 1.2%. And I think it was around 4% in manufacturing. So the best evidence we have is companies themselves saying, yes, we are we are holding back on investment um, because of this. And, and interestingly, actually, uh, they did an earlier survey last August and, and some companies said actually they were accelerating investments to get ahead of the trade war. And that makes sense if you think that the tariffs were going to affect capital goods, intermediate components, they needed to bring them in before things got, got really bad. But in the latest survey, that share saying that they had accelerated investments, that that dropped much, much lower. So that's, that's less plausibly happening right now. I did, with, with a colleague at The Economist, have a look at what was going on in companies' capital spending records. So uh, my colleague got on a Bloomberg terminal, downloaded several thousand records. We matched them to uh, industry categories. Uh, I went to the World Input Output database to try and work out how reliant these different sectors were on Chinese inputs. And we looked to see basically whether more exposed sectors were investing any differently to, to the less exposed sectors. And what did you find? So we did find a difference, and it was actually fairly big. It was just the the most recent four quarters compared to the four quarters earlier. Um, so the most exposed 20 sectors saw an investment decline of, of 1% and, and and the rest saw investment increases. I think it was something, something around 15%. So th- those are really big numbers and and that was actually quite surprising to me. Um, but obviously that doesn't prove anything. That's a very, very simple analysis. And, and essentially those exposed sectors are heavily concentrated in manufacturing, right? So really what that's capturing is that a bunch of manufacturing industries are not investing as much as a bunch of non-manufacturing industries. And we actually know that the manufacturing sector hasn't seemed to be doing as well as as the rest of the economy for a while. So it, it fit with the story, but it didn't on its own really prove anything. I should also mention that that there were some economists at, at Goldman Sachs who tried to look into this and and they found that actually when you adjusted for industry trends there didn't seem to be a difference between investment of very exposed sectors to Chinese inputs versus unexposed ones. They did actually find though that the sectors that were exposed to Chinese sales that they were experiencing a bigger slowdown in investment once you controlled for all these other other factors to the extent that they could. They did find a difference in investment there. So I think overall, all of this did convince me that the trade war is having an effect on, on investment. I think the survey evidence is, is fairly compelling. It did not convince me that the trade war was the only thing contributing to, to the slightly weaker investment that we've seen recently. So there was a lot of fuss made about the investment figure that came in in the second quarter of this year, it actually shrank a little bit. There were lots of other things going on, though. We have some issues with with Boeing that has a big influence on the investment data. We know oil prices are lower, which which has an, has an impact. But just much more generally, there's been this, this global trend that's been happening for a couple of years now. And, and actually, before the trade war got going, 
essentially the Chinese government was was trying to suck some of the credit out of the Chinese economy. That had all sorts of knock-on consequences. There's been a downturn in the global manufacturing cycle for a little while now. And, and that is also plausibly having a dampening effect on not only investment, but also generalized confidence in, in the U.S. manufacturing sector. In terms of some of these potentially negative economic numbers out there, if you look at President Trump's Twitter feed, he hasn't been blaming those on the trade war. He's been blaming those on the Fed. What do you think about that argument? So the, the president is obviously not giving a completely accurate portrayal of the overall impact of, of his trade policy on, on the American economy. And he may not be completely wrong in his criticism of the Fed. I think there are lots of economists out there who would say that when the Federal Reserve raised interest rates in in, in December of last year, that was a step too far and, and they shouldn't have done that. Obviously, the president publicly criticizing the chairman of the Federal Reserve on his Twitter feed isn't particularly productive. But I'm just going to kind of go back to what I was saying before about this being really complicated. It's really hard to know what is driving what. The trade war is there. It's making people anxious. There's a bunch of other stuff that is also there. There are concerns about the strength of the Chinese economy, which the trade war is also affecting. Everything is affecting everything else. And so pinning the blame on any one individual thing isn't really the right way to look at it. It's about how it all interacts in the system. And and the thing we should be worried about is that everything ends up pulling everything else down. The thing that I'm worried about is not that investment is going to fall and that mechanically even is going to to drag the economy into recession. The thing to worry about is that something happens, the narrative changes, people start being really worried about what's going to happen. And then essentially at the same time, everyone starts to just to pull back a bit. They pull back on hiring, they pull back on spending, that becomes self-fulfilling, animal spirits. And then and then it just becomes really hard to to reverse that decline. I feel like I may have undermined my reputation as the, the glass half full member of, of the economy. And I don't think I'm, I'm glass half empty. I don't think we're there yet. I'm, I'm certainly not as pessimistic as, as investors in, in bonds seem to be. But, you know, we should be vigilant. We should, we, should, we should think carefully about these things, watch out for them, worry about them as much as is healthy. I think I would make two points here. First, even after the fact, if the economy does turn down, it's going to be very difficult to diagnose what caused what and what led us into that position. But I think an even bigger concern is if the economy does turn down, as we've seen in the past, frequently what's required to get you out of it is cooperation with lots of other countries. As we saw in the, in the Great Recession, the financial crisis of 2008, 2009, the major economies of the world had to work together to lower their interest rates monetary policy, to expand their spending, fiscal policy. Global cooperation was necessary. In the current environment, with all of these trade tensions out there, it just seems to be very different this time around. And I worry that global economic cooperation might be harder given all of these other tensions out there. But I think, I think we're still okay. That's the, that's the point to make. Tariffs are painful, but we're still okay for now, I think. For now. I think. Glass half full, Chad. Glass half full. 
when the recession happens, we don't want to be like, oh, those pessimists in trade talks talked the economy down and then everyone just, everyone was convinced. Yeah. It's going to be fine, guys. It's going to be fine. Okay, that is all for trade talks. A huge thank you to everyone who spoke to me about my piece in the most recent issue of The Economist. I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll tweet that out. And to Chris Wilson for helping me with, with the data stuff at The Economist. And I have a huge laundry list of, of people to thank that helped us turn around this data analysis of all the new tariffs and put out our piece this week here at the Peterson Institute. And that's my colleagues Ava Zhang, Weijin Young, Melina Cobb, William Melanson, and the entire publications team here at Peterson. And I wanted to make one other plug as well. I had a separate piece uh, that was published this week with Doug Irwin. It came out in Foreign Affairs, and it's titled Trump's Assault on the Global Trading System and Why Decoupling from China Will Change Everything. That's not exactly a, a glass half full piece either. Oh, Chad. Okay. Thank you to Colin Warren, who handles our audio. And do follow us on Twitter. I'm at Samaya Keynes. And I'm at Chad Bound. And we're on at trade underscore underscore talks. That's not one but two underscores, at trade underscore underscore talks. Because when it comes to tariff lists, delaying them so that we have two is a little bit better than one. Yeah, I see you trying to be a bit more positive there, but I don't think you've really succeeded. I'm, I'm worried we're not fun enough. I'm worried we're trade no fun talks. I think I need to bring back my choir. Let's definitely find the choir. <laughs>